Sharks aren't supposed to cry Or so the saying goes If tears fell from a shark eye How would you ever know? Welcome everybody to True Exact Show. Shark Week 2021 continues. I'm here with Eric, Brian, and Ellie. And our special guest tonight is shark scientist, uh, co-founder, uh, one of the founders of MISS, Minorities in Shark Science, uh, Jada Elcock. How you doing? I am doing great. How are you all doing? I mean, we had a great, you know, like vibe going before we started. So awesome, as you can tell. This is going to be a great episode. So uh, what we like to do first for Shark Week, before we ask uh about sharks some questions we have talk about you how you got in it how you wanted to start to be a shark scientist because me i'm personally scared of the water so you know i just like to know why people aren't so give us give us some background (laughs) yeah so i i've always been in love with the water i was like the type of kid that like even before i knew how to swim just jumped into the big kid pool and my mom had to come save my life a million times because i just (laughs) know how to swim but i was like you know what i'm gonna figure it out and i didn't because i was like two um i eventually figured it out though i swim great now um but weird that i ended up wanting to study marine animals because i grew up in the middle of the desert in arizona for the last like 12 years is where i spent like so much of my life Um, like all of my like middle school and high school years when you kind of start deciding like what do you actually want to do I was in the middle of the desert and I was like everyone's like what do you want to be when you grow up I was like marine biologist they're like "Mm, that seems like it's not going to work out well if you stay here so (laughs) I could pick up the rings in the pool pretty well yeah exactly it's fine fine. Um, what part of Arizona I lived in Queen Creek, but I went to undergrad at Northern Arizona University up in Flagstaff. Oh, I have a friend who oh, went there. Yeah, Flagstaff is cool. Flagstaff yeah. isn't as hot as uh, the Southern Arizona. Yeah, it's a lot nicer. I like it up there. Yeah. So, well, Ellie, um, now, you, now you have two friends who went there if Jada decides know, that you're yeah. worthy at the end. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if anyone is going to be friends with her, it's definitely me, not your creepy ass, but. Well. <laughs> I'm yeah. I mean, I agree with that statement. That's cool. boom roasted. <laughs> Roast him on his own show. Green um, shirts on one team. All right, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, but yeah. So I I was always really into the water, and I honestly was afraid of sharks as a kid. Um, but I've always been obsessed with like animals in general, and like my brothers and I would go outside and explore whatever environment was out there. We could see if we could find like snakes and spiders and scorpions and whatnot. Um. So I just kind of continued with that path into, you know, like wildlife sciences um, and got my degree in biology. Um, And the more I learned about like sharks and the ocean in general from like documentaries and shows, I was like, these things aren't even that scary. We think that they just like kill a bunch of people every year. And that's such a skewed view of what's actually going on. Um, So it's just kind of like a fear of the unknown type of thing. And the more I learned, I was like, these are really cool animals. They're super important for our ecosystems. Um, They don't harm us nearly as much as we think they do. And a lot of them are endangered. It kind of looks like they need a little bit of help. So I was like, I really like science. I think science is cool. I'd love to do research. Why don't I be one of the people that goes into this field to learn as much information about sharks and rays and all these cool animals as possible so that we can try to protect them in the future. So yeah. Hell yeah. It's awesome. We have somebody on the last Shark Week. They were from somewhere in the Midwest, and they wanted to be a marine biologist and study sharks. And the first time they saw the ocean was when they were in college. Mm. That's yeah. that's strange, but yeah. That's, anyway, 
Wait, that's wait, for real? I, I lived in Illinois um, for the first 10 years of my life. So I went from the Midwest to then the middle of the desert. And yeah. I lived on a coast for about eight months. So, <laughs> I mean, it can, it can happen. You can make it happen. Yeah. yeah. It's Where in Illinois? I was in like an hour west of Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool beans. Now, now much to the, um, you know, people might be surprised about this, but I wasn't the best student. Um, so... I, I, ha I have to ask you that, like, was there anyone else in your school that was into that stuff? Or were you, like, the only one? And how did you find out about programs, if, if you're, like, in the desert, that, that offered that? That's a really good question. So I, I mean, I, I try. I mean. Uh, don't, don't, <laughs> don't even feed his ego. Jesus. <laughs> Um, well, I picked an, my undergrad school just because I had a scholarship to go there and out of state tuition was really expensive. So as much as I wanted to go to like California or something, I was like, uh -oh. well, what's going to happen? California is really expensive. So True. I went to NAU and I still had a great time there and it was wonderful. Um, I took like the one marine biology class that they had and I was going to take an ichthyology class, which is the study of fish. And it got canceled at the last minute because not enough people signed up because apparently people don't like fish. So I was really bitter about that. I love um, fish. They're wonderful. Um, oh, I mean like salmon. Okay, I got you. <laughs> You're talking to eat. You're talking to eat. Right, yeah. okay. It's funny because I love fish, like the whole like fish are friends, not food. Not Like I just don't like the taste of fish. I think it's really gross. So I'm just like, whatever. <laughs> But if that's your True. thing, go for it. Yeah, um, we're all different. <laughs> but, <laughs> so I, I had a friend at NAU that I took some classes with and she was fantastic. And she told me about an internship at the local aquarium, Odyssey Aquarium in Scottsdale. If you haven't been, 10 out of 10 recommend. It's amazing. They have so many sharks and rays. Oh my gosh, loves of my life. It's fantastic. Wow. Um, told me about that internship and I ended up getting the internship. And so that was like my first real experience with you know, sharks and rays and everything. And then um, now she's actually working there. And I'm like, I, we just get to see each other kind of like live our dreams and work with all the marine animals we've wanted to work with. And oh, I'm so grateful for her. She's wonderful. So shout out to Rachel. Love you. Um, but yeah, so just kind of meeting uh, other students. And then um, I definitely being a teacher's pet. I'm not ashamed of it. I absolutely was. It helps that my mom was a teacher too. So um, I just became like a teacher's pet and ask them like, hey, do you have any space in your lab for me to help out with some research? Or do you know of any programs and internships that might be available over the summer? And so that helped me make connections that brought me to Friday Harbor, Washington for a research internship right after I graduated, then out to DC for a lab tech position at Howard University. Then through the boss that I had there, I met someone else who knew my current advisor. And then I emailed him out of the blue and now he's my advisor. So it's so mm. many weird connections but like yeah, yeah just making friends and meeting new people what did your uh what your mom teach that kind of helped you did she teach anything science related no it's really funny because neither of my parents have anything to do with like science like my mom's a math teacher um yeah. and my dad's an officer so like nothing to do with science and then me and both my brothers all majored in biology and my parents were like where the hell did you come from <laughs> <laughs> i don't know who are you people yeah <laughs> exactly That's funny. It was super funny. We're like the only three that like really went into like biology specific science and That's stuff. That's why all of you, what do your siblings do compared to what you do? Uh, one of my brothers is a math or not a math teacher, a science teacher. Um, and then my other brother is, he works for like a 
it's basically like web design but so he's not currently using his degree but like he okay. easily could if he like majority to. of us with degrees so uh, it's pretty exactly. on par i feel like right also <laughs> dope so and he's like the environment that he works in is absolutely amazing so i'm like you had a real good job right out of college man so yeah um, I'm, I'm definitely not using my liberal arts associates degree from raritan <laughs> valley community college right now but that's well, a, that's a story for another day. communications this is communicating look at you right yeah you're right you're Let thriving Living the dream. I do, have, All right. I, do, I do have questions. I'll pass it to Ellie really quick if you have any, though. Yes. Go okay, on. so what is your current look? Not trying to sound like, there's no way of saying it's not sounding like a freaking weirdo, but so now that you're on the coast, where on the coast are you? So currently in Seattle, but um, I'm transferring from the University of Washington to MIT and Woods Hole in Massachusetts. So actually in like two weeks, I'm picking up my entire life and driving across the country. So <laughs> it's oh. going to be a lot. <laughs> in there. It's well, fun. you're smart to do that in the summer because let me tell you, doing that drive in the winter is a goddamn nightmare. So smart to do it now. Um, Wait, and you get more hours in the day. Hey. Yeah, it's gonna, whatever that means. Okay, yeah, it's just it, that drive just sucks. It gets dark thinking, at ten versus five. Yeah. So, uh, like sidebar. Sorry, Arizona doesn't do daylight saving time. Yeah, they don't. They don't. And so I had to like we moved to Arizona when I was ten. So like I didn't even have to worry about daylight savings time before that because I was ten. And then I moved to Seattle and I was like, this is a thing that I have to learn now. Like I don't even understand yeah. why this is a thing or what it does or like what yeah. the purpose is i think it's oh it's so irritating but like whatever it's life yeah anyway. and rainy seattle you lose it you lose an hour you're like what the fuck it's sorry i lived in portland for a couple of years and and those winter it's like it's like game of thrones like winter is coming it like get your vitamin like, d now it was dark at like 3 30 i was like hello it's still work hours and now i'm sleepy yeah. what am i supposed to do but but in the summer it's light until like 10 30 like it's yeah. crazy it's crazy how light it is but yeah that gets kind of weird it's very disorienting yeah at least it's not alaska i do have friends up there and it's just like eh. so okay i know you do sharks but like you ever go out and look for some orcas because they're pretty common up there or do they ever show up in your research or any orca so, encounters i have seen orcas before um my nice. first summer that i spent at friday harbor i we basically just like on the email chain um, if someone sees orcas, they will just immediately send an email. They're like, orcas in the harbor! And, like, everyone drops everything, and they go outside and just watch them. And nice. They, they were really close. And so there was, like, a pod of orcas that was going by, and they had, like, a little baby, and they were jumping. <gasps> it was so cute. Um, and then another time, this one wasn't an orca, but it was a different type of whale. Um, my in whale? No. It was a oh. meat whale. Oh, um, meat whale! Yeah, they're so cute! Yeah, so we were out fishing for dogfish, and my mentor, Stacy, just goes, we're surrounded by sand lances. You know what eats the sand lance? Minky whales. And not even five minutes later, one popped up like 10 feet from the boat and scared the crap out of everyone. Because no one knew it was there. It just popped up and breathed and like misted everything, and we were all just, it was the coolest thing ever. So, oh, I love cetaceans, but like, obviously sharks have my heart. Cetaceans are great. They are great, but yeah, sharks are pretty cool too. So wait, what sharks are you studying up there since that's obviously like, you know, I'm in California, our water comes down from the Gulf of Alaska, so it's even colder up by you than it is down by me. So what kind of sharks are hanging out up there? Yes, we've got um, 
Pacific spiny dogfish. They're kind of smaller, um, but they do have venomous spines, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. um, not like enough to like harm a human being. I don't think a human's ever been like hospitalized by a spiny dogfish or anything like that, but they do have spines. Um, so got to be careful with that when you're, you know, researching. I have a friend that got poked with one and she was like, so am I going to die? I was like, no, <laughs> literally going to be fine. She, they're she, very cute. They're so cute. Oh my goodness. They got these big old eyes. Anyway. I do. They're cute. Uh, then we have also got uh, seven gills and six gills out here. And okay. six gills are uh, such an, I mean, both six gills and seven gills are underestimated for how cool they are because seven gills have like this gorgeous spotted pattern and they're kind of like shimmery. They're just gorgeous. But six gills um, can get to be like the size of a great white shark. They are huge. They're like, they can get to be like 20 feet long. Um, and that's like obviously on like the higher end of things, but like that's a really big shark. And we just kind of were like, oh yeah, six gill, whatever. But I'm like, no, hold on. This is this is a huge animal. Also, six gills and seven gills are weird for two reasons. One, because typically sharks have five gill slits. Six gill has six. Seven gills have seven. Um, but then you've got these this weird adaptation. I don't even know what it's for, but neither of them have a first dorsal fin. So sharks are supposed to have two dorsal fins, and they just don't have a first dorsal fin. So their back just looks bare. And it's so odd looking to me because you're expecting from a shark like that big, rigid dorsal fin. Yeah don't really have a big one they just have like one smaller one towards their tail oh you're right that's yes, terrifying if you're surfing that's, that's what that's how you know that there's a shark in the water so this guy is just clever as hell just hide his little dorsal fin yeah, and then he's gonna come get you like deep hey, little fin <laughs> so out of the five six and seven gills you're saying this no is it five six the six gill is the biggest the six gill is well so it has potential to be the biggest most That's sharks strange. Okay. just have five gills. So like the whale shark is the largest fish on the planet and has five gill slits. But um, between like the six gill and the seven gill, the six gill is larger. Hmm. I don't think I agree with the fact that I understand that's true, but I just don't like that. <laughs> okay. It just doesn't make sense. Why would like you would think you're going to get bigger. So you need a bigger another gill. I don't know. It just makes sense to me. I mean, I see where your head's at. I don't really understand why they have more gills left either. But yeah, I'm not even a marine biologist, believe it or not. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> she's like never coming back again. Uh, you guys, bullshit. Brian, do you have anything? Oh yeah, you know, I wanted to ask you this earlier. You had mentioned the the thing about the aquarium and how you got you and Eric were going back and forth for a second about fish being friends. How do you feel about? aquariums in general like housing fish like kind of like zoos housing animals you know because that that's something that i've always felt i don't know if something just never sat right with me with zoos aquariums stuff like that i'll still go but i just don't enjoy it i don't know why yeah no i see what you mean so i think that like sometimes it is kind of sad to see like such a gorgeous animal stuck in like a tank or behind like zoo bars or whatever. But I think it's also important to recognize that zoos do a lot for education. Um, and some do a lot for like conservation and rehabilitation and like breeding programs as well. Um, so I think that that's something really important. Cause like my whole thing is like a lot of animals are endangered and we need to have like some sort of like management something to help them out. But how can you expect 
like the general public to get behind these like potentially expensive conservation policies if they don't even know about the animals that are endangered. You know what I mean? So like, I think the zoos do a lot of education to be like, look at this amazing animal. It's gorgeous. It needs help. Or just learning about animals because they're important to learn about because they do a lot for our ecosystems and keeping our earth healthy. Um, there are definitely some zoos and aquaria that I wouldn't support. Um, not any that I could like name right off the top of my head right now, but like the one that I, like after working at the aquarium, um, <laughs> sorry, it scared me. <laughs> um, after, after working at the aquarium as an intern um, and seeing how much everyone cared about the animals that we were taking care of, it really gave me like a lot of faith in these institutions. Um, and like, if an animal were to pass away from like old age or whatever else, um, like there's definitely a lot of like really sad feelings around for like the rest of the day. And like, we have to, you know, like do our due diligence to like get the animal out, see what was wrong with it. Maybe it did just die of old age, but like, it's so, so apparent that everyone I worked with cared so much about the animals. And I think that that's a really beautiful thing. So I think that aquariums and zoos can do a lot of good, but you have to make sure that they're actually good institutions. You know what I mean? ADA like ADA certified. Right, exactly. Like find like they need to be taking good care of their animals. They have to actually care about their animals. Otherwise it's not a zoo or aquarium that I want to go to and support. So it yeah. kind of depends. But yeah. is, is there a way that you could honestly measure the animal's happiness while they're in there? You know? I, yeah, I don't know um, because I guess like for different animals, like we're still unsure of like, you know, emotions or like they don't express things the same way that we do. So it's hard for us to completely understand like what they're feeling, oh, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? But um, I they, totally get it. I'm just saying in the terms of like behaviors, right. like you know how animals have certain behaviors. Like I have a rabbit. I know when he's happy, when he flops on his side and he falls over, it's, it's their way of expressing they're comfortable. Right. Um, and I'm not saying like, oh, we don't know anything at all about whatever animals, but it's, I've, I've always, that's just something that I go back and forth in my head about, like, cause I, I bring up all those points too, to myself. Like if I go to a zoo and I'm like, I don't know, they might've gotten that thing. It was rehabilitated. They're helping. They want to put it back out into the wild. I don't know. But at the same time, I can't get away from the fact that you know, we took this thing, regardless of if it was dying or it was thriving or whatever, and we put it in a cage so we can look at it and we can study it. I understand there are benefits to studying it, but it's like you could also study it in the wild. You don't have to shoot it with something and then bring it in. But I, that, I think we're going down a whole different route here. I'm just saying this is, this is how I felt about it. And I was wondering, because you said the thing of fish being friends, how you felt in that, like if you were conflicted like that. Yeah, I think that, I, I know a lot of people that are kind of conflicted like that. But in the end, I guess my opinion is that um, as long as you're taking really good care of the organisms and they're getting, you know, like they're healthy and they're if they're being rehabilitated, they're like, you know, the process is being done correctly and making sure that you're always keeping the animal's well-being is like one of your top priorities, then I love the idea that we can educate people about these animals, especially like um, the aquarium that I worked at, like in the desert, mm -hmm. a lot of these kids have never even been to the ocean before. So for them to be able to like 
go down the street and see a shark and be able to learn about it from the people who work hand like hands on with these animals, I think is a really, really cool thing. And that might inspire, uh, you know, like young people to become activists or scientists or things like that. So I think, I mean, obviously there are like costs and benefits to everything that we do, but I think that zoos and aquariums can have a lot of benefits again, if they're done correctly. Yeah. Is it true that fish have such like a really short attention span? Like, I know uh, like goldfish is like five seconds, but like all fish, like most fish. Short human beings. I would say no. Um, I think it's memories that you're talking about, Eric. So you can actually train a fish easily. And I've done it before. That was my intern project at the aquarium. So I have, I don't know if it'll show up. Yeah, these, this like, guitar fish, um, it's their species of ray. Um, That's cool. They're gorgeous. And their names... They're guitar fish. Their names are Fender, Gibson, and Kramer. Like, that's so wonderful. Um, but <laughs> hold on, I got to tell my husband. Honey, she worked with guitar fish and gets what their names were. Guitar fish and guess what their names were. D d guitar Never mind. You're ruining it. You ruined it. She trained a fish to play a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Sure. It's a fish uh, that's called a... It's like... Bring, he bring, plays guitar and he's got bring. Fender. Yeah, he said Fender, Gibson. Yeah, yeah. anyways. He, met, he ruined it. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so I, I, I trained them to eat from a target so that you don't have to like chase them around the exhibit to get them their food. Um, so they've done this with sharks. They've done this with like file fish. And I helped to do this with a guitar fish where basically you make a target, you put it in the water. If the animal gets like, you train them to do it by like, if they get close to it and they're like curious about it, they're like, what is this? You feed them and you reward them. And then they just start to associate it with food. And now they're at the point where like, if you put the target in the water, they're going to make a beeline right to that target because they know that it's feeding time. So, I mean, and that'll just extend throughout like their lives. They just know that that's the thing that they need to go to. So I wouldn't say that they have like, I wouldn't say all fish by any means have like a bad memory or short attention span. Um, yeah, mm. fish are really smart and people don't give them enough credit for it. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, when you said you... You, you had a fish with the target to train it. I pictured you bringing a fish into target and just <laughs> like training the fish to jump. It was actually a really funny visual, but anyway. <laughs> uh, I have a, Eric, go on, are you done? Are you, no, I was just, that was it. Oh. <laughs> now I'm thinking of fish going shopping in target. Like, you know, That's what I'm, I'm like, I just picture like, oh, I gotta, like, we gotta, it, I'm going to, I'm gonna pick up a shirt and train this fish real quick. Please. Like on a harness, you walk like top it on a harness and you like oh hold the basket. It's on the basket. It's sitting there with a little fish leash. I'm yeah. just yeah. I'm picturing like the goldfish from the cat and hat now. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, look at you. <laughs> just just got off Netflix. Yeah. Before like we, before we get into the minorities in shark science, um, tell us about what you mentioned. Like sharks are endangered out in the ocean and whatnot like what is the main cause of it and what like as people because i have very zero scott doesn't leave his basement so right. he wouldn't I know wanna, i don't want to say i have no morals i just don't know about things like this so like because you don't leave your basement that's not true i come down to my basement to do the show <laughs> yeah. i'm flying trip for this all right so scott throws dynamite in the duck pond just to kill a couple fish and he doesn't even need them yeah so <laughs> Alleg allegedly so like what is the main cause of this and like why has the species been declining and what could we do just to help yeah so i mean this the deal with like endangerment threatening like threatened species and all that is very different for different shark species so like some are doing just fine and some are definitely not doing well um 
And a lot of it has to do with just like what we're doing to the ocean. Like there's a lot of uh, like overfishing, um, whether that be a targeted shark fishery or that's bycatch and they just catch it by accident. Um, and they could, you know, release it back into the ocean and it still might not survive because it's already been through so much and it's been really stressed out and that stress response just kind of like overwhelms the shark and it dies. Um, so it can be targeted fisheries, it can be bycatch, it can be uh, shark finning, it can be entanglement in like discarded fishing gear and all kinds of stuff. So, I mean, there are definitely things that are being done to try to protect different species or just sharks in general. So like there's like marine protected areas where they're like, they're not all the same, but like the general idea is like you can't fish in this area um, because it's an important place for sharks or there's more like dynamic options where like during this season we don't fish in this sort of area and if you catch this species throw it back stuff like that so there's a lot being done to try to protect these animals but there's also just a lot of things that we need to start improving on like um, like different gear uh, that's that's one thing that's being done like changing what gear we use in the water so that it's not just it, it's to limit bycatch and things like that. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of, you know, like overfishing and bycatch and, and the, the biggest thing is that this isn't as much of a problem for a lot of other fish species because a lot of other fish like reproduce very quickly, but sharks are very long lived and they don't reach maturity and start reproducing until a lot later in life. And they just, they just reproduce so slowly. So their population takes a lot more time to like replenish. And whereas for some other species, they don't really need quite as much time. So our rate at which we're fishing for different organisms is what's causing the problem. So, yeah. Let me, let me hold on before we go further. Let me ask this. I want to play devil's advocate here a little bit. All right. So I understand that sharks are endangered. And I don't want you to. I don't. I don't want you to think that I'm like challenging you. I just want to ask these questions because I never have an actual professional to bounce this off of. Right. I only have these idiots. <laughs> you better right. only be talking about two of them. So, all three. <laughs> all right. So sharks. Sharks are endangered. I understand that. Um, they've also been around since dinosaurs. Right. Since before dinosaurs, they, the, the lineage of sharks is older than the lineage of trees, actually. So they've, they've been around longer than trees. So how long have human beings been here? Not long. Exactly. In the lifespan of the shark compared to human beings, it's like minuscule, right? And evolution over time has helped push them forward and continued their uh success in, a, in ability to thrive on this planet. So now we've come to a time where we feel like we have to intervene because we feel that they're in danger. But really, they've been here longer than us, and I think they'll surpass us. So if why? we don't kill them all. Yeah, see, that's the thing is I feel like a lot of people are very arrogant to be like, we're destroying the entire planet. I'm like, no, life will continue after we destroy yeah. our species, for sure. And I'm sure oh, that... Yeah. There's probably going to be like sharks and a ton of other things that will, you know, like last past us. But the issue is that like, if I guess the best way to get people to care is to be like, how is this going to affect you? We have no idea what would happen if we just like made sharks go extinct. And like, 
or like not even all sharks, just like a lot of the big sharks that we know of that are going extinct. Like they do so much to keep our oceans healthy and regulate other fish populations. And because they're apex predators of literally the entire ocean and so many different like smaller ecosystems within the ocean, we have no idea what kind of effect like ripple effect that can have to come back and like bite us. You know what I mean? So um, I totally get it. I think that for sure you're right. Like they'll, I'm sure there will be some species that survive past us, but but what Jada is saying is is like if sharks you eliminated, you might have an overpopulation in fish at that point, which could affect the entire ecosystem. So it's like the chain effect, you know? We're we're overfishing, so there wouldn't be an overpopulation of fish. There could be though, because the food the shark eats. I don't know, I'm not an expert, I'm an idiot. Remember, Brian? Yeah. It depends on on, like what part of the food chain you're fishing at. So we could have like an overabundance of like mid-level predators because like sharks are gone. So now those kind of explode. Other ones explode out. Yeah. yeah, and like, and then do they overeat their food so then they die out? Exactly. This is like a whole thing. Like this happened in Yellowstone where they got rid of wolves because they were like, yes. Ah, scary. And then the elk, then those stupid elk got out of control and destroyed all the fucking plants. <laughs> they destroyed like all these plants and like so much so that like the riverbeds started like meandering and like they introduced wolves again and like the river started going back on its normal course. The prey items like deer and elk started changing their behaviors again. Like all these like ripple effects that we might be able to predict, but likely won't be able to predict. Um, yeah. that, that's, we just don't know what's gonna happen. Just, I've always felt like a lot of it is like, just like the, the earth has been around how long? 13.8 billion years, roughly, right? It's, it's, gone, through, yeah. it's gone through change. And like the natural progression of life has changed. You know, like what if at a certain, like how many species have been on this planet and have gone from this planet and another one has taken its place? Like somebody else steps up, the order just continues to go. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like, not to say that I have any, I have nothing against sharks, I have nothing against marine life, but it's like, why do human beings feel they need to intervene and disrupt the natural process that has been happening before we were here and will happen after we're not here. Just because we wanna, it's threatening our way of life because if the seas get topsy-turvy like that, well then we're not gonna be able to fish and then if things don't work out for people, then we're in trouble. So right. it's really about the sharks as much and or is it more about people. That's the other thing, like you said like natural and like, yes, obviously like evolution and natural selection is a natural process but the rate of the extinction, like this, we've had mass extinctions in the past, but we're actually causing this one. And I think it's, it's a level of like, we want to be able to continue our way of life, but it's also probably a little bit of guilt of the fact that like, we're the reason that all of these species are going extinct. But we're, but we're also part of this planet. So what if we're kind of just part of the, the chain on this and like, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, no, it could go either way with it. I'm not disagreeing with you. I, I agree with you. But I'm saying, like, if you look at it from the other way, too, like, unless we're not part of this planet and we were put here by something else, like how you're saying, like, oh, we feel guilty because we're accelerating it. You know what I'm saying? But if we're part of this planet and maybe we were put here to accelerate that, maybe we're delaying something now or stopping something. I don't know. Just think of like so many possibilities of it. Yeah, just an interesting kind of like philosophical kind of thought there of like, are we 
like supposed to be, I mean, I very much don't think that we're supposed to be accelerating this mass extinction yeah. as much as we are, of yeah. course. Yeah. Um, it's very clearly like a problem, but like, I don't know. It's just, it's a very weird situation. And also I just wanted to clarify that like, yes, overfishing is for sure a problem, but like that doesn't mean that we should just like not fish anything. Cause there are so many people that rely on fish and like need that for their way of life and right. to feed their families and things like that. So definitely not saying that like you should just stop fishing, just saying that like um, for like big commercial fisheries, like in the U S for example, like could definitely use some better like management and things, which is things that we're, you know, like currently working on to like, yeah, I, I think what your point is overfish, overfishing is not even the problem. It's human wasting. Like yeah. we, we overdo it because people will eat half a fish and throw it out. Oh yeah, no, that's definitely part yeah. of the problem. Yeah. I, I look at it as if the earth is a play, humans show up late throwing tomatoes yelling boo. <laughs> yeah. and, then, and then there's like some people that are like, all right guys, like they're, they're gonna stop performing if we keep doing this. But most people are like, I don't care, boo, boo, boo. It's an endless play. And like there, now people are starting to be like, all right, they're gonna stop showing up unless we stop being assholes. Right. Sorry to curse on the show. But yeah, I don't care. I think Jada, what you're saying is to like, yeah, you may, we may not have all the answers, but like there are ways, the little things we do that could help. And it's really not asking much. You know what I mean? Like, like, so I, I do agree on that. And I do like people who practice what they preach and in, in a different term, they put their money where their mouth is. And I know that you, I read about, you use like a bamboo toothbrush, you carry around one water bottle. So you really like live by what you 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 preach and i appreciate yeah. that so like i just need to know what what do you personally do along with like where do you find a bamboo toothbrush can i get one of those like where where, where are those yeah so you can find them probably at like walmart or target, target. <laughs> with, with, with my, with, with my fish. walmart that you speak of <laughs> look, look we it's it's so frustrating that like i would love to support like I, I try to support like smaller businesses, but like we live in a capitalist society that's run by like these gigantic corporations. And sometimes it's completely unavoidable to give them money for the things that you need, which is really frustrating sometimes. But you know, we just, I mean, you do your best, of course. Um, but like I use a bamboo toothbrush. I have like this bamboo, like uh, silverware set that I bring with me for when I go out to eat and stuff like that. Um, so that they don't give me like plastic silverware. Wow. Um, and I mean, I know people that'll just bring silverware from home, which also works. I just, I, I happen to get that for Christmas. Um, I use like uh, reusable uh, grocery bags and reusable like produce bags. This that I'm drinking water out of is an old pasta jar that I, I'm, I have a really big problem with collecting the jars that I've used. Like <laughs> I have this gigantic pickle jar that's been empty for months and I have nothing to put in it, but I'm like, it pretty, I will use, uh, but like I haven't used it for anything yet. Um, and I know that there are like these bulk stores and I wanted to go to one so bad, but then co like COVID happened and I haven't had the chance to go, but like you can go and like bring your own containers and like fill it up with pasta yes. and all these packaging. And that's what I wanted to use my giant pickle bottle for. And like, I just, that's the kind of stuff that I try to do. And like, um, I saw a tip recently that like, I think it was from Hank Green. I follow him on TikTok. I, I love Hank Green. Anyway, um, everyone was asking like, why do you always wear jackets? Like when you're in your house, he's like, well, it takes a lot of electricity to heat your house. So if I could just be warm by using a jacket, I'll just use a jacket. Um, 
yeah, I don't know. I shop at thrift stores like every bisexual does. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I just tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Hawaiian shirt that I got at a thrift store, and it's like my favorite thing ever. I love it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that it's important to like to do as much as you can because I know that it seems like as an individual you're not making a big difference. Um, and I mean, every little bit does add up, but I think it's also important to recognize that us as individuals are not necessarily the largest issue. It's these gigantic corporations that are telling us they're being sustainable and they're not like tons of plastic that's not being recycled, or you have the option to do X, but you're doing Y, which is way more unsustainable and things like that. So it's, it's definitely good to do things as a consumer that you think are going to be helpful for the environment and like doing your research and stuff. Um, but I mean, holding these gigantic corporations accountable is ultimately going to be like the biggest, what's going to make the biggest difference. You know what I mean? Right. No, yeah. you, I, cause I don't do anything to help out society. And I feel Just like stay in your basement. I feel Just stay like in your basement. crap after talking to people who do. So um, the minorities in shark science, let's touch on that. How did you get involved in that? And um uh, how hard was it growing up as a black woman trying to do marine biology? Yeah, so um, growing up, I watched a lot of like Animal Planet and Discovery Channel and things like that. And I idolized people like Steve Irwin and Jeff Corwin, who are yes, amazing. Jeff is the best. I met him when I was a child. Wow, what? this was the best day of my life. He told me I was brave because I had a pet snake. I will remember it forever. Anyway. You met Jeff. You met. <laughs> oh my, I'm so jealous right now. I He's the best. He's, I love his show so much. Um, right? He'll do. He's amazing. But I mean, they're, these are white men and I'm neither of those things. So I just you know how that goes. I didn't see myself like, represented growing up. Like the closest thing I had was Miss Frizzle, who like is an icon. I absolutely love Miss Frizzle, but like she's also not black. So um, I just kind of like was like, screw it. I'll just do whatever I want because you can't hold me back because I am not the type of person that's going to let someone push me around or tell me what I can and can't do. So I'm like, eh, I'm just going to do it anyway. I've had people that were like, maybe, maybe you should think of like a backup plan. Like, I don't know if this is like marine biology thing is going to work out for you. And I was like, mm, thank you, but no, thank you. I don't feel like doing that. I'm going to make this work for myself. And I did. So cool. Um, but I mean, I definitely got like stupid comments and like a lot of negativity from people that are like oh you want to work in the ocean lol but black people can't swim and i'm like oh that wasn't even original or funny and people who say that are they like your friends and think they're being funny or are they like just like i picture like you know, like an 80s movies where you're walking by and it's a bunch of like, you know, dudes with the varsity jackets, like, hey, you're, you, you're, you can't swim, you know, like both are bad, but like how they, does it come off as like, they're trying to be funny and you're just like, that's not funny. Cause that's not funny. Yeah, no, it's definitely someone like, they're not trying to be like straight up rude about it, but like at the same time, I'm like, that's still racist. So like, yeah. maybe don't say that again. Yeah. Um, I've also had people be like blatantly racist and rude. And they're like, well, the yeah. only reason you got your scholarship for college is affirmative you're black. Mm. Yeah, no, you got it because it's a black scholarship. I was like, it was a GPA scholarship, but like, thank you. It's fine. You say that. That's just crazy. Right. Like, I was, like, he was, like, if one of my black friends, like I got in this school, I'd be like, 
I know why. <laughs> like, it, it's just so. It's yeah, because so, you're a fucking nerd. That's why. Like, yeah, okay. it's so fucked up. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just like, for those people, I'm just like, cool, well, you're the worst. Don't talk to me. I'm blocking you on everything. And I don't need your negativity. I'm moving on. Goodbye. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't have time for it. I'm like, I'm, I have way more important things to think about. I have more important things to do. You're not taking up space in my brain. Have a wonderful life. Type yeah, of thing. good for um, you. Thank you. Um, but I kind of just like, paved a path for myself because I'm like yeah. really outgoing and loud. I'm like, you're going to listen. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I started like my science Twitter account. Um, and I just started making like TikTok videos because I was bored and, you know, Gen Z TikTok, of course. So, yeah. and I started posting them on Twitter and I made friends with Jasmine. Um, and she was like the only other black woman in shark science that I knew about and so she messaged me one day and was like hey me Imani and Carly are gonna start uh an organization you want in I was like for sure That's cool. um, and then we met over zoom and two weeks later we had launched this organization and now we have over like 250 members in like 18 to 20 different countries wow. um, we've raised thousands of dollars to provide opportunities for other young women of color that want to get into the field, but haven't, you know, like had the opportunity because a lot of internships and fellow or not fellowships, but a lot of internships and stuff like that are either unpaid or you have to pay for it, which is dumb. Cause I'm like, you're, she's doing the work for you. Why is she paying you for it? That doesn't yeah. make yeah. sense. Yeah. Her. So we want to provide uh, opportunities that are at the very least free so that they don't have to put out any money and hopefully paid so that they can get paid for the work that they're doing. Um, yeah. What would, you, what would you say like the percentage, if it was like out of a hundred percent of your field, like what would the percentage of black women, like, what do you think that is like under 5% black women specifically in shirts? Yeah. I yeah. would say, I, oh my gosh, I don't know. I, I want to say like, uh, probably like under five percent but I honestly have no idea because I I haven't been able to meet any of these people until Miss started because I I didn't know where any of them were I didn't know they existed I didn't know how to mm. find them and now there's like yeah. it's I mean the conferences I've been to have been largely like white old, like old white guys yeah. that's fine some of them are great great people some of them are not so great people um and it's, I mean, it's just really nice to finally have a community full of women of color that I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're interested in this as well. Oh my gosh, you've had these experiences as well. Like we can talk about this and bond yeah. together, network and all kinds of stuff. So it's been yeah. a blessing. I will congratulate you. I know this will come out. I know it's been public knowledge uh, because uh, Jasmine tweeted it. I hear that you guys actually have a deal in place with Shark Fest to raise awareness and have... Uh, shows on with women of color and women in general, because right now you guys aren't represented on any Shark Week Shark Fest show. So that was announced. I saw she tweeted. So congratulations on that. In less than a year to make yeah. that, that is really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I we're really excited about that because like all these these different like networks and stuff have. I mean, all these shows have been like a bunch of again like white guys. Yeah, I've never like, I've never oh. seen a black person on Shark Week or Shark Fest. No, unless it was Shaq, but he wasn't even the one doing <laughs> yeah. science, right? So yeah, like, he's just kind of there. He's right, just he's just dunking there. fish into a net. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, spikes a freaking shark into the ground. <laughs> it's it's all these places are like oh well like you know 
black people or black women just aren't interested or like we don't know where to find them i'm like well you don't have an excuse now and clearly you're we're not interested statement is obviously not true because we have over 250 members around the world and we are we're here to give you their contact information like obviously if they're comfortable with it like no you just haven't looked you're just lazy that's what it was you're just lazy and never looked like you looked hard enough so we are now your your knowledge base for finding some of these women of color for these shows so you have no because a young black girl watching Shark Fest could see you guys on and then Absolutely. No representation and, is really saying yeah. like, hey, I want to do this. It's 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 the same stuff with like uh, you know, any fucking field or sport with any race. Like, oh, the, I can do this, I can do this. If there's nothing there, you feel like you can't growing up. So that is really cool. Is is that a lot of pressure? Because we had was it Cat or Kate the first uh, uh woman Catherine shark? McDonald, Catherine yeah, McDonald. so so we had her on and like and like we kind of joked about it but like it is awful how she said like there could be a man on and he's ex- ex- you know explaining all these facts and then she's on explaining the same facts and people on twitter are saying she's hot yeah. like you know so like she has to feel like she has to kind of go above and beyond do you feel a lot of pressure being um you know a young black woman and, and you're kind of representing what could be a goal and a dream for a lot of young black girls kind of like Obama had to be perfect, right? He was the first black president. If he had the history of Trump, I think Scott said this before. If if Obama had the history of Trump, he had all oh, these been no way. and he owned casinos and you know like all that stuff, it would have been way different. So do you feel that pressure? Like is it like a gift and a curse kind of like it's a lot of eyes on you, but like the 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 payout is great as well. You know, you could help a lot of people, change a lot of people's lives. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely feel like there's some pressure, but, like, not to sound, like, pretentious or anything, but, like, I do feel like I thrive under pressure, and I feel like I do very well under pressure, and I'm, I'm yeah. a very outgoing person, a very confident person, so I'm like, this is gonna be great, I know that I'm doing good science, I know that I am, like, a good person, and I feel like I'm a good role model for younger women, so, um, I think that it, I'm more than anything else just excited to be able to be that example for some kids because I know that I mean I Jasmine's mentioned to me before like when she was growing up like she didn't even realize that like being a shark scientist was a job she was like that's a thing you can do like she when she figured that out she was like that sounds awesome like I'd like to do that so I mean I'd love to be able to help other women of color be like hey like that person does it they look like me I can totally do that too like that seems really cool or like this is someone that I could potentially reach out to and talk to about this so that I can get more information on it so I do feel like there's pressure and I mean every once in a while I get like on TikTok or Twitter like some comments that are definitely unnecessary and probably pretty gross or something that let us know we'll stomp them out (laughs) definitely something that I'm like you never would have said that to a man um but then you either just block them and ignore them because you have better things to do or you call them out on their bullshit because sometimes people just need to be called out on their bullshit. And I'm, I'm not going to sit here and take it. So I'm like, you're either getting blocked because I don't have time for you, or I'm going to call you out on it because you don't need to be talking like this to people. And by the way, your TikTok videos are hilarious. I find them very enjoyable. They're Thank very you. funny. They're to the point. Um, I'm not a TikTok person. I see them on Instagram. I don't even know how to work at TikTok. Don't let them fool you. We call them TikTok Scotty. No, they don't. Nobody knows that. <laughs> If I had a TikTok, I'd probably get arrested because I don't think I'm of the age range to have a TikTok. So, He's got a Hawaiian shirt. Hey, high school kids. 
no floors. What does that even mean? Um, you can't go in, dummy. You can say pass. Just say pass. It's just no, dirt. I'm going to go with no ceiling, and I'll just put mosquito nets over the top so that I can keep the bugs out. Um, but if I find a spider, I'm, I'm burning it to the ground. Okay, fair enough. Yes, Scott. Would you rather walk in and fall? Listen, you're just doing justice to the question. It's not a bad question. It's not a bad question. I do have to say, though, for, like, the entomologists out there, I'm sorry. I appreciate and respect spiders, but I am utterly terrified of them. I will leave them alone if they're outside, but if they're in my house, I'm so sorry, but they're not. Yeah, goodbye. Goodbye. It's okay. We get it. They get a bad stigma. They do. I mean, they're yeah. like sharks. I totally get it. And I don't want to kill the spiders. And I try my hardest to like rehome them to the outside. But if they're too big, sometimes I just get too emotional. I'll just start crying. And I'm like, I just have to hit it with something. Okay. Like, I can't the bigger ones, they're ridiculous. Yeah. I if they had that. less eyes and less legs. So if it was a dog. Yeah. If it was a dog. <laughs> but if, if I woke up and a dog was just... Walking up oh, my wall. That would be, that'd that'd be, be weird the funniest too. thing ever. I would lose yeah. it. Yes, Big right. web of dogs. Okay. Kelly, you're up. <laughs> okay. Would you rather have a permanent dorsal fin or have to always wear a backpack that gives you a dorsal fin? Oh, permanent dorsal fin. I want the fin. Absolutely. That was easy. Ooh. I want the fuck out of me. I want guilt, honestly. <laughs> Eric? All right. Would you rather discover a new species of whale or become the queen of whales? Discover a new species. That'd be dope. I don't want to be the queen of whales. I want to be the queen of sharks. But if I discover a new species of whale along the way, that'd be dope. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) All right. What's better, wedding photos or photos at a wedding? What's the shit? I don't know. I know what that means. <laughs> um, no, you know what? I'll say photos at a wedding because uh, my brother had like a bunch of Polaroid cameras and like just filled them with film. And so we just took random pictures throughout the wedding, but they weren't like professional wedding photos, but those were like 10 times more fun. Exactly. So, They're yeah. photos at a wedding. Yeah, I got it. I understood the assignment. Yeah. Okay, the, for a year, the only game you could play is freeze tag, or every time you tag a, a shark, you start to freeze. Uh, I'll play freeze tag. I love freeze tag. I never played it. Cool. Nobody it's wanted so to play cool. with me. Because you don't leave your basement. <laughs> oh, I, no, that wasn't it. Weather. They just ran for me and never let me tag them. I was the slow one. So oh, you know, they played with you. You were just a sore loser. That's a pretty fair assessment of me. Ellie, you got another one? No, that was my only. All right, Jada, here we go. Moment moment of truth, clarity. Moment of truth. What is your favorite question? Truth exact. Okay. It's between two. Okay, I'll say my favorite is the dorsal fin question. I'm so. It was so good. I want to be a fish. I'm sorry. Like, if I could be a mermaid, but, like, with a shark tail, fantastic. However, my runner-up was the dessert desert question, because that one made me think, and that one was the hardest question for me. I think you said winner wrong, but runner-up is fine. (laughs) (laughs) No shame in silver, Eric. (laughs) Yeah, that's four now. I think that's four now for me. Yeah, whatever. No. Yeah, I Uh, think it's four. Jada, Jada, now a new segment here. What was the worst question? 
guys. The worst question. Yeah, we have to start doing that so people feel ashamed, including myself. If it comes, it was the worst question. The worst question is probably, "Want to come on my podcast?" (laughs) (laughs) Boom. Um, I'm so sorry, but I have to say the worst question was without a floor or without a ceiling. Thank like, what? you. Thank mean? you. Thank you. Hey, I had a Thank lot you. going on tonight. My hockey team was in the playoffs. I had a bet in on the Pacers. I sleep over. I don't have a floor over this house. Doesn't have a ceiling. That one was just like, would you rather fall endlessly through the floor? Or or the other option is like the floor is just the ground. So it's just like grass, which is also weird. Or like you just live in an an uncovered box and like that's pretty much like a pit. It's like a A pit or outside. It's a tube situation. Yeah, we don't need to harp on it. I love how we just broke down how the question made no sense. No sense. We don't need to harp on these things. We're gonna harp on it like for another twenty minutes. Don't even. I don't even keep score, so it is what it is. You definitely do, but that's okay. What the worst question? So, hey, would you rather get hit by Would you rather get hit by a car or just sit down? <laughs> no, wait. You know that's really funny because I have actually been hit by a car. Yeah, Eric. Me too. Jerk. Me too. I broke my ankle. I don't ride. Oh bike. shit. Oh. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I'm, I got. It's always the driver's fault. But was it kind of? What'd you do? What did you? You ride a stop I, I rode my bike today to the bar before this. Lol. And I almost got hit. <laughs> Four times by cars, and good one was my fault. <laughs> so, like, was any of it your fault? No, I was in a parking lot, and he was texting and driving. So, oh, wow. okay, wait, wait, you ride you. their bike to the bar. I'm sorry. Time out. Can we address? That? <laughs> I'm against. I'm against drunk driving. As yeah. you, should be. you can still get a BUI. You understand that, right? I understand <laughs> the system wants to tag me with something, <laughs> but I do know I won't kill a family. While I'm on a bike. <laughs> well, if they swerve when they're trying to hit you, if you're swerving, you can. Eric, if, I picture you're trying to pick trying, up. You I just said if they're trying to hit me, then fuck them up. If you're trying to pick up a girl at a bar, I got yeah, some I know. Pay. You want to ride, wanna ride peg? Like, Yeah. <laughs> ride that's right. that, that, that's, that's when you say, oh, I Ubered here, and you just ditch your bike. I'm not going to be like, <laughs> you got I'm room in the back where you're like oh yeah i brought my bike here and she's like oh motorcycle like that's so sexy and she goes i said outside and you're like no no it's uh, it's a literal bicycle here's your helmet no, no, I, I have a leather jacket and a, and, a, and a motorcycle helmet on my bike so just in case that happens i just go to the bar and i put it right there <laughs> and then when you walk outside and it's only a bicycle there you're like oh yeah. they towed my car my so my somebody must have did the old swap Dane, Dane, yeah dane cook said that he goes motorcycles are too expensive i just bought a helmet he <laughs> goes, i just walk out of a bar and if it, they come out and see it i say my bike was stolen but anyway, yeah all right um jada where can we catch you your instagram twitter tiktok uh your handles yeah, so on Twitter and TikTok, I am at SoFishVacation. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> in Instagram, I am SoFishVacation underscore because SoFishVacation was taken. I'm not Those bastards. I'm, I mean, it was a girl whose last name had like the word fish in it. So like, it's fine, but I'm not bitter about it. But yeah, SoFishVacation on TikTok and Twitter, sophistication underscore on Instagram. And yeah, that's me. I don't use Facebook. Don't look me up on Facebook. True. Facebook's I, dumb. 